Good afternoon, everyone. It is March 5th, 2020. A lot has happened this week. Uh, it is Thursday here in the States. Market went up, market went down. <laughs> market went up, market went down. Um, I got spanked with silver, but it's made a bit of a recovery. Gold recovered very nicely. Uh, Monday, the market went up. U.S. indices up to close to 6%. That was crazy, uh, but we're back on a downturn. We're back on a downward slide, and uh, the Fed cut interest rates, right, to try to stimulate the economy, right, to try to get more liquidity out there, get more people buying and selling. People are making runs now, and and I spoke about this. I spoke about this weeks ago. Now, they're emptying the shelves in Costco and all this good stuff, and that's great. That's great for these com- companies, short term, right? Lysol, all these companies. People want to make a little profit. Uh, but the bad news is where this stuff comes from, coming from China. So supply chains, again, will be broken. So short term, yes, some of these companies will report great earnings and so on and so forth. But then everything's going to hit the skids. Who knows if it's a couple of weeks, months. But there are some interesting articles today that I'd like to go over. In the spirit of all end times, right? We are gathered here together to witness the dawn of a new age, people. And I'm glad that you are here with me. So we'll go over some articles today, March 5th, 2020. Everybody who loves or hates Trump, Trump refuses to answer questions about testing kit shortages as COVID-19 arrives in San Francisco. Now there's been an explosion of cases. I haven't been keeping up every day. There's just more and more and more. And this is what's called exponential growth. And I've discussed this in past um, podcasts, I believe, or maybe I deleted it, I'm not sure. Uh, But when you look at charts, you see that upward curve going uh, later in time. It's just, there are so many people who are asymptomatic carriers, and I discussed this. That's the perfect weapon. You got people walking around who are not showing symptoms. So why would they be suspect? Why would they need to quarantine? And then you have the people who are in the facilities that are being overtaken. That's 20 to 40% people. 20 to 40% of people who come in contact with this virus will be needing some kind of intense care that's really enough to shut down our healthcare system interesting article i came across that we're like fifth or sixth in terms of beds hospital beds per thousand residents uh you know in in the country we're like way behind these other countries that are actually getting hit hard we have a fragile system here in the states and other countries would know that as well the best thing you can do is just just try to stay safe just try to stay the hell away from those places because it's probably going to be really an ugly scene likes of some bullshit tv show we might have watched in the past when it comes to things like uh pandemics it may not kill everybody right away it may may not uh but at the same time it's going to cause just massive problems massive massive problems And, and i want the government with all their billions and billions of liquidity that they're injecting here and there into this agency and the CDC, I I want my share. Because when my ass has to stay home from work because we're quarantined, who's gonna bail my ass out, right? Is the CDC gonna help me? Is the CDC gonna get me food? Is the CDC gonna get me toilet paper? Is the Department of Defense, the National Guard, who's gonna get me my paper towels and my toilet paper to wipe my ass? When my supply, when our supply chains dwindle to nothing, right? You think those motherfuckers are going to protect you? Absolutely not. No. But they're going to expect you to roll up your fucking sleeve, right? They're going to mandate that shit in fear. 
things are just going to be absolutely super, super fucking amazing within the next couple of weeks. And it's just, um, be prepared. Right. So let's keep going. There's a, a another article. The worst is yet to come. And th- these are all I'm reading from your zero hedge. And these are all like economists and stock people like half of these names. I don't even know, honestly, but I love reading these articles. So the worst is yet to come. Nomura now sees as many as 1.5 million COVID cases by June. Notice they're calling it COVID, right? There are two variants now. There are two S variant and an L variant. L variant, I might have it backwards, but one of them is more virulent. So now they're not even calling it COVID-19. And as I discussed in a previous podcast, why did they change the name? Why? Because it's going to mutate. Because it's going to change. And the original infection, 19, is null and void in terms of proper name of it, right? It's mutating. So now they're just calling it COVID. I told you. The COVID-19 shock is quickly morphing into a global crisis. All right. MSCI warns U.S. stocks can fall another 11% as coronavirus outbreak worsens. Okay, our model indicates that in such a scenario, there's room for further short-term losses. Yet another 11%, another 11% through the through the markets. Now, how long will that be? Weeks, months, 2008, 2009. We had a pretty steep crash, and then we had some nice rebounds. But this is happening in February, March, right? And I'm not that big on trading anything aside from commodities i don't like the stock market i can't trust the stock market but i am fascinated by things such as technical analysis and charting and trying to gauge where your price range was going to drop or where you're going to project where it hits and where you feel comfortable buying in those things fascinate me unfortunately i haven't had the time to really dig deeper and to become super knowledgeable of the subject but in terms of u.s indices I don't know. I mean, some people just focus on one stock. That's amazing. But it's just so emotional, I guess. It's so unpredictable. You have high frequency traders. You have just, you can't be a little guy playing that game. And, And so that's why I step out. I don't really, you know, I don't really know much about uh, forex. I mean, people make money doing that. People make money, and they're willing to to invest and in, in risk tens of thousands. And and if they're smart and they choose the right thing, they do well. I'm not a long term investor because I don't believe in the long term. I don't believe in the uh, world casino of stocks and indices. I've I've lost money before. Uh, I've had ETFs, triple negative inverse <laughs> ETFs, and they are very fun. They are very fun to play with, but you but you you pay out the ass. You pay out the ass. And um, during a period of volatility, it's it's pretty cool because when you have a 3% or more change, like the negative, the, negative, the inverse negative ETFs probably shot up about 10% today. These are used to be SVX, a couple of others that I used to trade, but I, I haven't touched them in a long time. And they could have even changed names. I don't know. But those guys are probably up 10% today. Um, that's amazing. That's amazing. And then you have this, this constant roller coaster in a matter of weeks. Uh, so that really just shows you that there is going to be a very, 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 very large price move. And it will likely be downward. They're saying 11%. They could fall another 11%. But they're not saying within what period? A week? A month? This is very substantial. 
Okay, so shortly before U.S. stocks suffered another triple-digit point drop at the open, dampening the cheers of traders and pundits who gleefully celebrated stocks going positive for the week on Wednesday. They also went very positive on Monday. MSCI warned on Thursday that another double-digit drop could be in store for U.S. stocks. Okay. But they didn't say, you know, within what time period. Like most other analysts, it could be Friday, Monday. We still have the end of the week. Like most other analysts... Thomas Verbraken, the executive director for risk management at the research and indices giant, said his risk model suggests that a short-term drop in growth of two percentage points and an attendant drop in corporate meetings, okay, could hammer stocks even lower. Yeah, this confidence. It's it's a matter of eroding confidence and the Fed lowering interest rates to build confidence is is definitely not enough. People are spooked. Companies are going to lose money. I, this is going to, this is a slow onset train wreck we're watching here. Okay. All right. So, and they're worried about, oh, you know, this could hammer stocks even further, erasing much of the gains since President Trump's inauguration. You know, a lot of these presidents take credit for the, the stock market. and all this bullshit. It's not about them. It's not about them. It's the federal chair, the federal reserve, international monetary fund. It's not about Trump or Obama's economy. It has nothing the fuck to do with them. Very little. Aside from trade, okay, whatever wars they start. Um, you know, the companies that really, really run this joint in the country are, are pharmaceutical companies, the, the big guys back in the day, the manufacturer companies who were big. They, they, were, they were worthwhile stocks, okay? They, they were worthwhile equities that were worth something. This is what people would, used to, back in the day, invested in, Okay. Um, they're not, they're null and void, except for the pharma companies. You just have all of, what do they call these fly by night, unicorn, these, uh, Facebook, all of these social media tech companies. Now, when you have these companies telling people to work from home or we're shutting down meetings, even, even places, companies like Google are going to be affected by this unless they get in bed with the pharma companies, which they are, um, all of these companies that really, except for the ones that are still here in the States and manufacture, most of these guys are going to take a hit. What companies are still left in the States that manufacture toilet paper, that manufacture bleach? Everybody outsources shit. So the few companies that actually do provide something that will be of demand within the next coming months will survive, may survive this onslaught. But the rest of these stocks, I mean, people are going to lose a lot of money. We've conducted a what-if scenario analysis that assumes a short-term drop in growth of 2 percentage points and a risk premium increase of 2%. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Our models indicate that in such a scenario, there's room for further short-term losses. Short-term losses. Okay. U.S. equities are already down 11% from February 9th through March 3rd. Was that two weeks? Can drop another 11%. So that's 20% in two weeks. Who's to say that's not going to keep going down? If you look at charts, if you compare charts, you see patterns. And a lot of the patterns that we're exhibiting now in our markets are, are lining up with the Great Depression, 1928, 1929. So if we're going to drop 20% in two weeks, then we're going to rebound, and then we're going to continue to drop. Because that's just what it's about. I'm going to say this. If you have money in the bank, take it out. Give anything invested and saved, take it out. Right? There are periods of time in other countries, austerity measures, things of that nature, 
banks going out of business. These people were limited to $80 a day. I think this is in Italy, Italy or Spain a couple of years back. All countries go through a period of collapse. So Russia went through the collapse of their currency. Venezuela went through the collapse of their collapse of their currency. Uh, Argentina, overnight, the cost of bread, you know, tripled. Who's to say that can't happen here? We rely so much on China for our power. We rely so much on oil for the strength of our buying power dollar. And this goes throughout the world. Um, I'm just going to look at the chart really quick to see how oil did today. Okay, so crude oil did make a wonderful rebound. It was down to like $44. I think it was last week, $43. That was pretty crazy. Then it jumped. It, it, it rebounded very nicely. But now it's back down to $46.01. It, it went down 1.65%. This continues to happen along with the rest of the stock market, right? You had the Dow Jones was down 3.58%, lost 969 points in one day. NASDAQ down 279.49, lost 3%, just over 3%. And S&P 500 down 106.18, lost 3.39%. This is all going to keep going. It's all going to keep going. And at the end of the day, the price of your goods are going to go up because the value of your dollar is going to go down. Um, in addition to shortages, okay, so the basics of supply and demand, what drives prices? Supply versus demand. So if you have a faltering currency, right, and people are even trying to fight on the currency. They're trying to say, hey, um, I think in China, the, the whole electronic currency is really, they're trying to push this along. So now they're trying to say, hey, you don't want to carry around those dirty dollars because they could be agents, transmissible agents of this virus. It could be, listen, dollars have always been dirty. Currency, paper currency that passes through the hands of people has always been dirty. But now they're going to lay the blame on the coronavirus and say, well, you know, we're going to get rid of this, right? We're going to make this electronic. electronic. Why would you want to put your money into this circus of a system, this uh, world uh, casino? that you don't even know what the value of your shit could be locked, okay? Countries that have these issues with the banking systems collapsing and failing, people were limited to the amount of money they could take out their money out of their accounts every day. Some places were like $80 a day. That's your money. It's not my money because I don't put money in the banks. I don't put money in the banks like that, okay? So comes a day that they tell me, hey, you know, you got a certain amount in there, but you're only allowed to take $80 of my money? Of your money? What if it's 25? What if it's 50? Get that shit out of there. Get that shit out of there. It's all imaginary until you have it in your hands. And at this point, what's money worth? Compared to what next week brings. Compared to what next month brings. What is that money worth? If you don't get your supplies of what you need to get now with what you have, what's that money going to be worth when there's nothing around and you're going to have to pay triple? So, I mean, that's my take on it. It's always morbid, but whatever this is what it is you know this is the reality of what we're dealing with okay so towards the end of the article it's a pretty short article earlier this week the oecd became the first major ngo i don't know who the fuck these people are to warn that the virus could seriously restrain global growth if the outbreak doesn't fade within the warm spring with the warm spring weather yes yeah, spring is around the corner but guess what i don't know man <laughs> you think the viruses give a fuck whether it's winter or spring, if it's a bioengineered virus, if it's a super virus, if it's community transmissible, it's got AIDS inserts, it's got SARS inserts, 
You think the virus gives a fuck if winter's coming, spring is coming, the birds are- The virus doesn't give two shits. Especially, especially if they're saying, if what they're saying is true, it infects the central nervous system. Especially if what they're saying is true, that it's found in feces, so that means that it could get through our septic systems and potentially, you know, potentially, like, think about that. Well, they keep saying that the warm, they keep giving people false hope. Right? If it's not the warm weather, oh, we got a vaccine, oh, we got this, don't worry about it, we're lowering your interest rates. They're giving everybody what they want to hear to make them feel better. But let's think about the reality of that. The virus doesn't give a fuck that warm spring is on its way. And you know what I find is funny because spring has already been here. I have an oak tree in the backyard. <laughs> this thing has had buds on it since December. And now it's beginning of March. It's dropping with buds, but it's had like serious buds since most of February. That's. I'm in the Northeast. That shit shouldn't be happening. There have been mosquitoes outside for weeks. Like, weeks. Mosquitoes. It's February. It's February. That's like, that shouldn't be happening. But these things do happen, whatever. You know, the environment, it's doing what it wants to do. And so now they're trying to say that, okay, if the environment isn't obeying logic and laws and, and, and how would you say, established norms, the fuck makes you think this virus is going to do that? Mosquitoes are out in February. You don't think the virus wants to hang out in May, June, July? Come on now. They're just lying to you. Okay. So I said, President Trump hopes it will fade during the warm spring weather. Yes, yes, yes. The OECD said that the global growth could shrink by half thanks to the outbreak. The global growth could shrink by half thanks to the outbreak as the twin supply and demand side disruptions. Yes, supply and demand side disruptions wreak havoc on consumption and manufacturing. It's just going to be a shit show. All told, two consecutive 11% drops would be the equivalent to more than 20% decline from all-time highs. Okay, fair enough. Which would put the U.S. market solidly into bear market territory. And it's going to keep going that way. It's going to keep heading that way. Get your money. Get your money out. Use that money. Don't save it for a rainy fucking day because we may not have a rainy fucking day. Okay, well, if we do, it's going to be a rainy day without food and water and shelter or whatever the hell they got planned for us who knows just be ready to just stay in your house in case they do pull a quarantine bullshit on the schools or people i don't have no kids to take care of so i don't give two shits about that but i wouldn't mind staying home for a couple weeks and just doing nothing it it, it would be cool i mean as long as the government again you know what the government needs to pay out right if they're forcing shit on us be be wise people right get your payout get your payout you know (laughs) We gotta, hey, if they're telling us everything's okay, then everything's not okay, and we're losing money, but they're infusing billions and billions to this pharma company and to find a vaccine. What about us? What about us? Okay, they bail out billions of dollars. That's that's a list of 1%. The population of the United States is, what, 330 million as of 2017, maybe 350 million as of 2020. What percentage is 350 million of 1 billion? Two billion, three billion, four billion. I don't have my calculator now, but somebody can do the math. Seven hundred billion, two point five billion. I bet you it's all less than one percent. Well, except for the three hundred fifty million, right? Yeah, that that's a little bit different. But you keep going up, and you see that all this money that's circulating within the system and the government and all these agencies. If they were to give the people a little bit of that, that would just be a drop in the bucket. All they had to do is press some buttons, but they don't do that right? They make sure that you press buttons so you keep paying them. You keep paying them. 
a percentage of your hard-earned work, a percentage of your hard-earned wages, so they could just throw it around in the world casino, right? And the Ponzi scheme that just makes your buying power less and less. Wake up, people. Wake up. And now, this virus, whether or not it is a physical threat for everybody, it is now an economic threat worldwide. So, again, these are things that people don't anticipate in their lifetime. But we're witnessing history. We're actually witnessing history. And it's a slow onset, like I said, train wreck. Um, Some people are saying it's a lot of hype. Their store shelves across the country are emptying fast. There are some news agencies and reporters that are pulling shit off the shelves. Listen, you motherfuckers. (laughs) The coronavirus is coming for you. (laughs) You dumb fucks. Don't make a joke of something like this. Because your ass is going to be the first to cry when shit really does run out. Unless you have a backup. Unless you have somewhere to hide. But that's not something to make fun of. That's not something to cause a a false hysteria over. Crying wolf over something that's really going to come and bite your ass. Because no one's going to cry for you. I wouldn't. I won't. And then the best is Chinese scientists find genetic explanation for coronavirus discriminating by race. I've discussed this before. The ACE2 receptors. Angiotensin converting enzyme um it's found on lungs other organs of the body there are people who take ace2 inhibitors in order to lower their blood pressure um who knows if they're protected from this virus right the people who take ace inhibitors who knows uh this is a brand new virus it's very interesting so they found that people who have the higher genetic expression of these genes on their in their organs uh people again there's a chart asians uh asians um and then it goes down in terms of percentages japanese you got peruvians you got puerto ricans you got uh english and scottish and finnish up there up to 50 percent and over i don't know what the rest are but it was done by the thousand genome project and uh who the fuck is the thousand genome project i don't know but they're, they're doing studies on us so We are basically looking at the beginning, I wouldn't say of the end, but the beginning of a brand new age, man. Quarantines everywhere. Shortages. Who knows if the shit's going to hit the fan. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, you know, people won't go crazy. Maybe the shit hits the fan. People are going to be too sick and too scared to go out and cause trouble. You know, the only thing I worry about is like the hood areas that people start getting crazy, but maybe they'll be too scared, you know, maybe they'll be too scared to come around. Who the fuck knows? Who knows how far along things can get when people start having to go through houses and maybe, maybe you never know. You never know. It gets crazy. But either way, I'm fucking tired. It's been a long week and the week's not even over. Whatever it is that's out there, it's creeping around. Um... Yeah, I headed over to a supermarket. I think I might have mentioned this in my other podcast. And uh, I felt this, the spirit of something come over me. I don't know if it was the spirit of corona, but it definitely activated my immune system. And you know what? There's a part of my body that's been bothering me for a week. So something's living. Something's always there, you know, inside of us trying to infect us, whether it be a virus, our own thought processes society politics other people and it's just about keeping your defenses high your immune system primed 
being thankful for what you have and seeking peace because no matter what we're in a fight and we're going to be in a fight every single day and it's going to touch every single one of us and some of us some of us are going to be way more prepared than others and again i thank my listeners thank you everybody united states finland argentina pakistan a lot of people australia united kingdom and john mcafee if you're listening thank you so much i love you All right, guys, stay safe.